What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 4 Men podcast. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm in a different room than I have been the last two episodes, and that's because my guests today do not need much of an introduction, and they also would rather have filmed in their little environment here. So, welcome to the podcast, Jay Stone <laughs> and Cy Robertson. Uncle Cy. Thank you. Yep. Pleasure being here. Yep. So Looking I, forward to it. So, something funny. I, I a few weeks ago I asked some of the listeners who you wanted to see on the podcast, and a bunch of people said that they wanted to have you on the podcast. Why? Well, well, I appreciate it. Well, why wouldn't they? Well, it's just funny because it's more, you know, fitness and faith, and just that that you were a hot topic to be on. So I'm, I'm honored to have you on the podcast oh. today. Because of his fitness, or I no. think <laughs> no, it would be more on the faith side. Okay, when you get my age, okay, uh, fitness is one of the things is low on priorities. But I will say this, okay, fitness is important because I've had open heart surgery. Uh, okay, I've smoked way too much when I was young. Okay, well, that's a dumb decision on my part, and now I'm paying for it. I got COPD. Yep. So, you know. But, he but does. my faith has got me through all this. That, that yeah. and a little bit of exercise yeah. has also yeah. helped. Si. Yeah. No, no. Well, I, I've now I pedal a cubie. You know, I actually watch uh, Daryl Hall sing, <laughs> okay, for an hour, okay? Mm-hmm. And I work out, so my regimen is an hour. I pedal, I do four, four sets of 10 minutes pedaling, mm-hmm. and then I also work out with weights for five minutes, and I do six different exercises in five minutes. You know, about 20 reps a piece. So oh, he is exercising. I love that. That's oh, you know, no, a, no. Daily it helps, it oh, helps yeah. because now it's a, a, a lot easier to get to the deer stand. Yep. Okay. Oh, it's helped him a lot. You know, he, he caught COVID last year, yep. and it almost killed him. Oh, it liked got me. He, he yep. was this close from going on to be with the Almighty. <laughs> okay. And the, the last day he told me, that, that, that last day I went over there, he said, you ain't got to keep me alive. I said, but you too fun mm-hmm. to be around. I don't want to go hunting without you. So we decided to keep him alive and give him a little motivation. And next thing you know, he's done beat it. And now he's exercising on a daily basis. And he feels way better than he did last year at this time. I promise you that. So faith faith is, I would say, higher priority. Okay. But fitness when you're young. Okay. I will say this, though. Make good choices. If you don't smoke, don't start. Same thing with alcohol. If you yeah. don't drink, don't don't start. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love I love how you said that's the top priority because the whole reason for this podcast is off of that verse where Paul says that physical training is of some value, but godliness is of value in every way. Is so more important. That's what the whole thing is. So yeah, it's no matter, more important. Yeah, so the, our faith is more important than any physical training that we could ever do. What, what we do for ourselves spiritually is the most important. But Do, do you think Paul did pull-ups? I don't know. I could, I could, what do you I, think he did? He he obviously trained himself well, he walked, physically. He walked hundreds of miles. So. He was a walker. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of walking, you you said that you've gotten into walking a lot more lately. Well, yeah. Well, there, my part of my job, uh, I t- I took over Jace's job when when he got famous, and uh, <laughs> decided he wasn't going to work anymore. <laughs> so, which was great for me, uh, you know, because I enjoy physical labor. Yeah. Um. So. I took over his job as the duck call man. I assemble all the duck calls, me and Godwin, and uh, but I deal with all the production and everything. And and if something goes wrong, it's my fault. So I'm responsible for it. That's my job. But during hunting season, my job turns into 
taking Phil inside duck hunting every morning. And let me tell you something. People might say, oh, you're griping. I'm not griping. I'm not griping for one second. I cherish every second of it. But it is a workhouse. Hey, a lot of people don't realize, okay, hunting, fishing, okay, especially the way the Robertsons do it, especially duck hunting. There's a lot of work involved in it, okay? Because I had forgot about how much work is involved in it. And look, someone has got to do it, okay? You're sitting in a duck blind. It's brushed, okay? Then someone's got to carry the decoys out. How'd that duck blind get all that brush on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So somebody has worked their tail off, okay, for you to go out and duck hunt and have a good time. So we show up in the morning. I'll pull yeah. the boat up to the blind. I'll say, okay. <laughs> and every, I love this. Everybody over the age of 70, <laughs> disembark, get in the blind, pour you some coffee, enjoy yourself. I'll see you in about an hour and a half. And what he's saying nicely is, hey, all you old people, get out of the boat, get in the blind, and get out of my way because I got a lot of work to do. <clears throat> so that being said, I'll put out the decoys. We have apparatuses, motion decoys and everything. Then I go hide the four-wheeler, hide the boat. You know, if, if, if we don't have a dog that day, I'll go retrieve all the ducks. But I look at it as an opportunity to work out, to get out there and get my heart pumping, mm-hmm. get some good cardiovascular exercise while I'm enjoying their company. Duck hunting, fellowshipping. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 so, yeah. I would say any opportunity you see to do a little exercise, whether it be, I mean, you could be out duck hunting or whatever, take advantage of it and do it. This is a win win situation for him and especially for me and Phil because after we do all this, they pick the decoys up. Okay. Then we come to Phil's house. He goes in the kitchen. Okay. He's done prepared these wood ducks we killed two days ago or mm-hmm. three days ago, all right? And then he fries them up for us. Now, I would say okay, we have a says, big meal. When he says fry them up, I will, I will admit yeah. I'll put on about 10 pounds during hunting season. Yeah. But, well, real uh, quick, just, Jay, just to give people a background on kind of how we know each other and how we met. So summer of 2019, I uh, spent the summer here. Me and Sadie got engaged, and me and Jay became workout buddies. We became boxing friends we'd box yeah. once a week twice a week together oh, yeah. and uh it ever it, it we had a little evolution of mitts to heavy bag to to the old body armor that we yeah, put on the armor with the head <laughs> we just wail on each other I'd, I'd put the headgear on him slap him around a little bit <laughs> we, but, we, uh, we, we we never got into sparring no, no 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 that was we one thing we, we never sparred because I, I i don't want you to harbor any hard feelings towards me <laughs> i just don't want to be that guy or if you end up with 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 you know, getting a little loopy because you got knocked upside the head. I want Sadie to get mad at me because uh, last thing you do is, is want, want your woman mad at you. you that know, is true. I want your woman mad at me because your woman could potentially be my boss one day. That is true. That is true. So I don't want to knock you upside the head and her be mad at me. Yeah, but we got but but we got really into boxing. Can can you kind of tell us a little bit how you know boxing for you? You know how that became the physical thing <clears throat> that you wanted to. Well, you know, to do? I I walked around. You know, in my 20s at about 180 and felt good. But then I got married. Started when, you know, We had kids. I started get, losing my discipline with my eating. And uh, next thing you know, I done swole up to about 235. Okay, and was pathetic. 
pathetic. I, I got winded real easy. But what started the whole thing was I didn't really think much about it. I just because I looked around, there were people around me that were, you know, just they didn't care either. But that, I will tell you, that's not the attitude to have. Mm-hmm. So the what all, well, way it all started, I was chasing down a, a mallard drake that Cy had crippled down. With his, uh, he didn't kill it all the way, so he was trying to get away from me. So I had to walk pretty briskly towards the duck, and when I finally caught up to it, I grabbed it and I and I heard a wheeze. Hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Oh, you are so pathetic." Hey, <laughs> hey! And I laid down on I laid down on the levee, <coughs> and thirty minutes later, I was still going. I mean, it looks like a wheeze in my chest, and I could not get rid of it. Because you were that out of shape. Because I was so bad out of shape, yep. my my lung capacity was nothing. I mean, it wasn't there. So I thought, man, this is pathetic. I got to make a change. So I start go working out a little bit. I work out for at Willie's Barn up there. You know where Willie's mm-hmm. Barn is, the famous bar, workout barn. Yeah, uh, right next to your brother-in-law. Uh, John Reed. John Reed. Yeah. John Reed with the tight pants, the skinny jeans, John Reed. Anyways, uh, I went up there, was working out, and I lost about 10 pounds, 15 pounds. I felt good about it. You know, I'm like making progress. So I said, I'll fix to take us to the next level. I have a friend that owns uh, a boxing club here, a uh, real boxing club where professional boxers have been training for a long time. So uh, I walk in there, and he said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm I'm out of shape. I want to get in shape. I'm making a commitment right here. I said, this is the hardest thing that I could ever imagine to do. Then this is what I'm going to do. He said, well, what's your goal? I said, my goal is to be in as good a shape as those professional boxers you got in here. He said, you got a long ways to go. I said, yes, sir, I do. And at the time, I'm 41 years old. I'm 46 now. This was five years ago. And he pointed to an old man standing in the corner. He said, you see that old man? I said, yep. He said, go tell that old man I said to train you today. I said, okay. So I went over and tapped that old man on the shoulder. He turned around and looked at me. He said, what do you want? This is Mr. Lee. Yeah, this is Mr. Lee. I've told you. You've met him. Yeah, I've met, I've, you've I've, met him. I've met Mr. Lee before. You've met Mr. Oh, Lee. Boy. He, he's 82, I think, 82 now. Uh-huh. If you've ever seen the Rocky movies, He's the trainer on Rocky, Mickey. That's him. But anyways, he looked like, at like, me. Like theoretically, not. Yeah. Well, not, no, no, we're right. He's not, yeah. you know, Burgess Meredith, you know, yeah. no, but he, he's not, it's not the guy, but he's just like him. The yeah. way he, his mannerisms, his, the way he acts, uh, he's hard nosed. And uh, he says, uh, I said, Sparky said for you to train me today. He said, golly. He said, like I ain't got nothing to do. He said, how old are you? I said, I'm 41. He said, golly. Well, two hours later, I crawled back to the truck. Could not walk. Five days later, still could not walk. They almost killed me. I go back up there six days later. He looked at me. He said, I just lost $20. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He was trying to run him off. Oh, yeah. yeah he tried to run me off. He tried to kill him. <laughs> but that did. just shows you how powerful the human mind is because I had done made my mind up that I'm going to get myself into shape. Yeah. And I'm going to keep myself into shape till they kick dirt in my face. 
So I got into that boxing club. Four years later, I'm 165 pounds, just shredded with, and I can go all day long. Folks, I'm talking hey, about. He dropped 70 pounds. Yeah. Okay. 70 pounds. You know, he he's a different looking person. Oh, I know. I've seen the pictures. It's yeah. crazy. It's one yeah. of the biggest transformations I've seen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And back then I had long beard, long yeah. oily hair. Just I don't see how how feeling them do that. To be honest with you, why what why did I do that? I don't know. I guess trying to fit in. I guess I don't know. <laughs> trying to fit in. You were you were married and all those things. All right. Uh, you know I'm you know I'm married to the go. family. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's easy to do. I mean, yeah. I'm, there's yeah. a lot of people that that are in the same situation that I was in. Uh, but what I can tell you is once you make your mind up, uh, there's nothing that can stop you. Yeah. You know, you can do it. I mean, you can, <laughs> I mean, you could do it. I mean, it, it hurts. Yeah. You know, it, it's not easy, but it's, it's very doable. Well, this was, so, so you said that this was when you were 41, Yeah. but I know that both of y'all served in the military. So what was the, what was kind of the training like to, <laughs> for that? What was kind of the regimen like? Well, you know, I had, we had two drill sergeants. The first one had problems with home. His wife was pregnant. She was having problems with her pregnancy, so he had to leave. So we're sitting there waiting to see the new one, and here comes a taxi cab, okay, and the literally the thing is like this, and there's sparks coming off of the bottom of the taxi cab when we're looking coming. I mean, it's like a fireball coming. Okay, well, hey, he pulls up and gets out, and he... Puts his smoky the bear hat on. This guy is about six eight, weighs about four fifty. I could literally fill his hat up with water and took a bath in it. This guy is a monster. Okay. When he says six eight four fifty, he means six four three twenty five. No, no. Hey, this guy weighed four fifty. I'm telling you. But anyway, <laughs> we was on Fort Benning, Georgia, which is a airborne post. Mm. Well, you don't walk mm. on an airborne post. You run. You know, I'm 130 if you wet me down, okay? He's 450, and we're running everywhere, and he's running everywhere I go. He actually made me do like 350 push-ups on graduation day. I'm in dress greens, and I said something. He got in my face, and I got tickled and laughed, okay? And he said, drop, maggot. Okay, that's what he called me. I done 25, jumped up like I was the best shape I ever been in. Okay, well, I ended up, he, he you know, Every time I would get back up, he'd get just nose to nose. Well, I got tickled. I started laughing again. He'd drop me. It took 350 to stop me. I finally got rid of the grin. He so got did, rid of the grin. Did you do 350 consecutive? Or, or, or 25 did? at a time. Okay, yeah. So anyway, but, you know, <laughs> that's why I was just fixing to make the statement about, okay, the military, and I'll use the Navy SEALs, mind over matter. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing what what they do, mm-hmm. okay? Because uh, you think about wetting you down in, a, in an ocean cold, come out, do a bunch of junk, lift logs, telephone poles, and all that stuff, then go back in the water, stay there for 30 minutes, get cold again, come back out and do, you know. But they go through this, okay? Their failure rate, okay, is like uh, 85%. Mm-hmm. Only 15% actually make it through 
SEAL training and actually become a Navy SEAL. Oh, it's incredible. They're they're the they're the best of all. You know, they're the elite of the elite. But going back to your experience, uh, the, what were the PT standards when you were in the Army? I don't agree with them. Okay, because look, when I was at Fort Bragg, another airborne post, okay, we run four miles every day. That's five days a week. Okay, we get Saturday and Sunday off. It killed me every time I run the four miles. So their PT program is not that great. Because if you do something five times a week, you should be able to do that and just, you know, because I watch him now. Okay. He can get it. Okay. Before, like he's talking about, because I know where he's coming from, because that's why I'm with COPD is, (laughs) you know, I'm about to die when I do any kind of little physical activity. Yeah. That's why I was saying physical training has its its value, okay? But the faith is the higher value. Because yeah. no matter how much you train or how good in shape you get in, you're going in that ground. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, that's the thing that everybody don't understand. That's why I said, hey, the the uh, religious way is you got an H-O-P-E, which is hope, okay? Without Jesus... There is no hope. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Creator. Okay, because He gives me hope. Yeah, yeah. But PT PT's important. Okay, but hey, back in that day, okay, the standards were higher. Like when I was in, now they done dropped them. You know, way I, I think, way. I low. think it's just the opposite. I think the standards were much lower, <clears throat> much lower than when I was there. Because uh, we, we we would I, I don't know what y'all had to do. We had to do a <clears throat> a two mile run, push ups and sit ups, and you had two minutes on the push ups and sit ups to do as many as you could do past parallel. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And then you had two minutes to do as many sit ups as you could do, and then you had to run. The two mile under a under a certain time. I don't know what what the standards were when you did it. What did you run your two miles inside? Two minutes. I think the standard was eight eighteen eighteen minutes for two miles. I think I can walk two miles in eighteen. Well, minutes. no, no. I'm just saying. I don't know what it was. You, I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. that it was eighteen. Maybe lower than that. I'm pretty but, sure hey, it's around fifteen minutes. Fifteen. Uh, yeah. But I last one I did. I mean, I know I've never never been a big runner or anything, but. Could, uh, I think I did my last one in ten fifty. Well, see, I always made people mad when we done PT because hey, I didn't, I never did try to say, okay, I'm gonna run an eight eight uh, minute mile. If I got fourteen minutes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right up to the fourteen. I'm just gonna make sure I'm yeah. under fourteen go, to do, pass. Do just enough to no, get. Right. Well, no, no, because that's the way I was in school, and I actually had a teacher <laughs> tell me. I walked in one day in my industrial arts class. And the guy looked at me. He said, "I hate your guts, Robertson." You hold on. I went, "What?" He said, "Look at James out there." And I said, "Yeah, I know James. Yeah, you know, This guy started out being on a fourteen-foot boat, and it ended up an ashtray. Okay. He said, "Hey, he ain't got a brain in his head." This is a teacher talking. Okay. He ain't got a brain in his head, but you know, but he's got the heart of a lion. He said, "You otherwise." He said, "You're very smart, and you don't use none of it." You know, he said, that's why I hate your guts. As yeah. like, most people say, I right, give it a year all, go no. above no, and I, beyond. No. Besides, I says, do just no. enough to get by. No, hey, I'm going to do 
you know, I'm going to meet the standards, okay? I'm not going to try to set new ones. <laughs> you probably you probably weren't laughing when he told you that. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. No, laughing. no. I just looked at him, you know, and I was saying, you know, hey, what did I do you this morning? I just got here, and then you hit me with, I hate your guts, Robertson. <laughs> That's you know, cruel. Somebody sent an email in for, uh, on, the, on the Duck Call Room podcast and asking for advice on work ethic and all this, and he's got lazy tendencies. And so I said, hey, do just enough <laughs> to get the grade because well, you hey, don't want to work too hard. Hey, my motto is, hey, work hard but nap uh, hard. Hey, you don't want to work yeah. hard, nap yeah, hard. Yeah. You don't want to work your life away. Oh, no. But, Jay, we've talked about your transformation. Yeah. Um, but how, how did that for you go beyond just looking in better shape? Oh, man, and my quality of life went up so much with with everything my marriage got better of course you know your wife don't want to be married to a to a big old fat slob i mean think about her for for a second i then i did think about that i said boy if i don't if i don't do something she might up in (laughs) r-u-n-n-o-f-t you know what i'm saying Uh so there's motivation enough right there you know, just do it for your family. And then I got to thinking about my kids. And I thought, you know, I want to, when I get to be old, you know, my 70s, or if I make it to 80, or I want to be able to do things with my grandkids. If I want to take them fishing, I want to be able to jump in a boat and take them fishing, take them hunting, do physical things with them, you know. And if I'd have kept going down that road, I, I mean, I was going to render myself useless physically. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to be able to do those sort of things with my kids and grandkids. So that was my motivation for my wife, for my kids. Yeah. And uh, to make myself a better human. And then my work work ethic went up back to where it was before. I I mean, everything I do, I do it wide open, 100 miles an hour, and I can do it till about 9 o'clock that I crash. So during duck season, I get up at 3.30. I go wide open all day. I get home about 8.30. Lights out, 9 o'clock. Wake up, do it all over again. And I feel great because I have trained myself physically and uh, and spiritually. Yeah. So do so. you think, but do you think that that transformation like affected you spiritually? Oh. Like, yes, with your family and your kids, but like. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Because it, it helped me, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I had a moment of clarity uh, when 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 I realized that I had I've turned myself into a new man physically, and I thought, you know what, I can do anything. I can do anything that I set my mind to do, with the help of God Almighty, through prayer, through Scripture. And look, I have three daughters. Okay, so the boxing not only got me in shape; it was good therapy for me. Mm-hmm. And now, <clears throat> a good friend of mine uh, trains jujitsu. He got me into Brazilian jujitsu. I've been doing that for almost a year now, and I love that. And you're talking about therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It has changed my life. I mean, it it, it it's the most difficult thing. And I, uh, getting in shape through boxing was hard, but uh, BJJ is stupid hard. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, yes. But, man, it's, it's so rewarding mm-hmm. when you see yourself progressing. Just, uh, it's just like anything else. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been great. You know, it, it, <clears throat> just discipline yourself. It's worth every, every 
second of pain that you'll go through physically. Man, I, I can't, I can't explain to you. And look, this, this old man, we were talking about Mr. Lee and I credit him for transforming me into the man I am today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, and I hope to carry on his legacy in helping people, helping people that are in bad shape, get in good shape. And, uh, and I've done that with, with a few friends of mine. And, uh, I, and it's made me feel really good that I've helped them. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been with him a lot, okay? It's been a transformation. It really has. Not only in <clears throat> your physical look, okay, the mental aspect of it, okay, it's gave him a new perspective on, on, on life as, as a whole. Because mm-hmm. like he was just saying about he was in jiu-jitsu, his daughter's in it, say, she's seven years old, okay? It's teaching her discipline. She is a beast. No, no. It's yeah. teaching her discipline, yeah. okay? Because it's all about your perspective of life. That's why I, my advice to all the young people, physical training, okay, and mental training, okay? Teach yourself to make good, sound judgments on things that you're going to do. Like cigarettes. I said, no, no, bad. It's bad for your health. Mm. Don't do it. Alcohol, same thing. Don't do it. Okay, and all this is, like they said a while ago, mind over matter. Discipline. Okay, discipline. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's important. Okay, it really is. Plus then your faith here, because I loved it when he added, with the help of God, you know, I, I, can, I can about do anything I want to. And yeah. do all things through yeah. Christ yeah. who strengthens yeah. me. Yeah. Well, you said it earlier about how we prioritize our faith over over the physical training. And like I said, that's really the hope of what this whole podcast is, is that it encourages people to go out and train physically, but that it challenges them to go train themselves spiritually. So, And it oh, yeah. will actually, both of them will complement each other. Yeah, okay? for sure. There's no doubt about that. Oh, no doubt. Look, there's a million people okay. out there who's got the, a story like mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll mm-hmm. change your it's, life. And, and and they'll all tell you the same thing. Yeah. I ain't never going back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm never going back. Yeah, it'll to actually that. change your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But going off of that, where, so where did, for both of y'all, like where did your relationship with Jesus start? I would say mine actually got more important in Vietnam. Okay. Because I've done some stupid stuff over there. Okay, and he he brought me through it. Okay, because I could have literally got killed easily over there. Okay, mm-hmm. for the stupidity that I pulled. Okay, so Almighty was watching out over me. Okay, so when I come back, now it was a different. My perspective of life had changed. Okay, because you're not you're not guaranteed the next minute. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I'll give you an example. <laughs> I could go to the doctor, and the doctor would tell me, okay, you're, you're uh, ate up with cancer, stage four cancer. I could handle that. I've, I've lived a good life. I'm an old person. Now, if I went and my daughter, when she was small, and heard the same news about her, you know, I asked people, I said, what do you do when you're hit in the gut with that, something like that? Okay, if you don't have a really strong relationship with your family, that's your mom, dad, and your siblings, if you're lucky enough to have brothers and sisters, if you don't have a strong relationship with them, and then you 
you don't have a strong relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What do you do when something hits you like that? And there's people every day that go through that. Okay, and I frankly, you know, I don't know if I could have handled it. Yeah, that's a tough one. But yeah. no, with me, um, I married a godly woman. And, uh, of course, I was trying at the time to do what was right. And, uh, but she pretty much told me, look, you're going to follow Jesus or we're not going to get married. We're going to have a family. I want to have a bunch of kids. We're going to have a family. We're going to go to church on Sunday. So we're going to do the best we can to get our kids to heaven. And I looked at her. I said, you are the woman of my dreams. (laughs) You are the one I need. Yep. So my my spouse, (coughs) your spouse will go a long way into helping you with your spiritual fitness if you know mm-hmm. what i mean and you my man have got a spouse that will help you with your spiritual fitness no doubt about it I do. and vice versa <clears throat> Very much and so. by the way I, I was bragging on you on our podcast on our duck covering podcast earlier and i and uh and i, I even bar was bragging on you you know if you if i had a daughter and i do i have three of them. martin said if i had a daughter christian is the kind of guy that i would want my daughter to marry and look, I, I told Al the same thing the day I met you. I said, boy, if my girls bring home somebody like him, I'll be all right with that. So you are a good man now saying that. I was about, yeah, yeah. now. Now that, you, I've, you been bragging, now that, that, that I've been bragging on you. Ten years ago. Oh, yeah, well, well, that's right. We've all been through it, okay? Mm-hmm. But saying that, now when we have family gatherings, Christian has been known to be sort of a a big eater at well, the at the, at the uh, okay. he'll go at the he'll go so in other words when you come to Christmas side you better get in front of him because all the good stuff will be gone. I'm still considerate. <laughs> See, I I go get more food after y'all are all sitting down done eating. It well, just yeah, happens to be gone. Well, I'll end. see him looking over. Uh, what he's doing? He's saying, oh, well, "How many of those steaks are left? Did he cook enough?" That's what he asked me when I cooked steaks at, at the family gathering last time. He said, how many steaks did you cook? And I, I said, why? He said, because I'm counting about 42 people here. Yeah, right. I, don't I would love to have two steaks today. Yeah, yeah. Well, two, I, th- I think it was, was it two gatherings ago at this point, or two or three ago, and I can't remember. there was not enough food there. But it was it, the food was great. What, what, did I cook at that one? It, I think it was you and David. Yeah, yeah. the oh, food no. it was great. No, no, it was great food. Just, the uh, the quantity the quantity was, was enough. Was, was, was lacking. no the quantity was enough for normal <laughs> humans. Okay, normal humans. Right, humans that intake how many calories a day do you take in? I don't. I try not to track that stuff a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. More than you. <laughs> Way well, no, no. more than me. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you got to understand here, okay? Like, when we get together, okay, the food is excellent. Okay? Oh, it and is. a lot of people... Now, I was the last Thanksgiving not, feed. Wasn't that good? Yeah. A lot of people haven't had that kind of food. So they overindulge, okay? And That's I understand right. it, okay? Yeah. I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. No, it's true. But Christian works out like three times a day, so he's got he's got hey, look, he's, he's got a big fella. He's a big fellow no more. Oh, he's man. too hey, big, yeah. It takes a lot to run that factory. I see it. A lot lot of blood pumping a lot of blood pumping through those veins, I can tell you that. But uh no, we we used to work out uh 
you know, when Fr- Christian first moved here, and uh, we'd get in there and we'd work those mitts, get that heart rate up, and, and he didn't realize realize just how good in shape you got to be to do that boxing workout. Well, no, that's no. tough. Oh, it's no, tough. No. I, I I never could. I tried to do what he. No, that's why I had to go to the QB. Okay, it's low <laughs> so, impact. So I went from the heavy bag yeah, to at the, the QB. At the, yeah. at the end yeah. of this episode, we'll show a picture of what. Of what the QB is. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. QB's awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get a video of you doing it just to show. Oh, that thing no. helps him. Just to well, show. No, no. It's helped me. Okay. Oh, so no. It's awesome. It's yeah, low, I love it. low impact. Oh, yeah. I, hey. put it, I put him on the heavy bag. I got the gloves on. I said, now, look, you got to pace yourself. Don't hit that bag too hard. And just pace yourself. Take your time. I said, we're going to go one minute. Well, he gets those gloves on, and he starts pounding. I lasted about 20 seconds. He's like, ah, oh, he hit it about 10 times. And he just, those arms just fell down. <laughs> I said, do you understand what the meaning of pace yourself is? But, you know, it happens every time I put the mitts on. When I was training Johnny D, I told him the same thing. I said, Johnny D, you got to relax and just pace yourself. He went all out. It's something about when you put those mitts on, I guess he thinks he's in a fight, I guess. I don't know. He got all tense up. He's gone 100%. 30 seconds later, he's laying on the ground. But giving him credit for the people listening that know who johnny d is he he used to be willie's assistant he's on our duck car room podcast he, he weighed about 270 and now he's down to about 220 so he's so, not 50 pounds he's, yeah, yeah he looks really good he looks yeah. a lot better yeah. and he feels a lot better everything's better so yeah yeah well so both of y'all um just to kind of so y'all are both on a super popular show um and before i met sadie i watched the show and you know, getting to know y'all now in size, you specifically, um, you know, even on the show, y'all were always super open about your faith and super bold about that. Um, so what would you say to someone who's listening to this podcast that's maybe coming to listen to it more from a faith perspective, but someone who needs this, you know, the faith and the spiritual stuff. So who, what would you say to the person who's listening that doesn't believe in Jesus or doesn't know who Jesus well, is? My challenge would be, okay, you know, if you look around you, okay, and ask yourself, you know, okay, number one, how did I get here? What's my purpose for being here? And then what's going to happen? You know, where am I going? You know, if you look at all of creation, okay, do you buy the Big Bang Theory that something blew up? I was in the military. We use a lot of explosives, okay? Explosives can be used, okay, but they don't create nothing. They destroy things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just like guns. We have all this trouble with guns. It ain't the guns. You got to have someone operating the gun. That's where the problem comes in. Okay, but the faith part, if people ask you, you know, because like when they ask me, you know, you're always talking about God. You're always talking about God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Why? I, I, I can't see him. You know, and I said, I actually feel sorry for you that you can't because I can't go anywhere and turn and look where I don't see he's been there. He's here. You know, the Duck Dynasty show, they asked me, what's the most important thing that that show did for you, Robertson? And I always tell them, that show uh, solidified my faith that they're real and they're alive, and they're doing the most amazing things 
with the most unlikely people you'd ever meet, and that's the Robertson family, all of us. All of the, the f- people that was on Duck Dynasty have had people like uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, kids that are dying stage 4 cancer, have come to us, and the first time it happened, we didn't know what to do. Couldn't handle it. It was too, it was heart-wrenching. Okay, this kid is dying, and they want to see me. The last thing, that's their wish, to see, you know, Sal Roberts on Duck Dynasty. But we said a prayer for him, and guess what? God looked down and said, yep, the answer to today is yes. The cancer's gone. The doctors are scratching their head because, hey, they've already called the family in. This kid is on his way out. And that, look, that happened to every Robertson in the family. The women, the kids, Sadie, it's happened to her, John Luke, all of them. Well, hey, that's the most amazing thing I ever heard in my life. Okay, because there's about, what, 30 of us now? <laughs> we got a big family. Mm-hmm. And for God to just, you know, we ask a prayer, and he says, yep, you know. So I, I just say, hey, you need to read the Bible, and don't try to overdo it. Okay, first of all, start in the New Testament. Number one, read Mark, Luke, John, you know, the first four Gospels, and find out who Jesus is, who he is, what he's done in the past, what he'll do in the present, and what he'll do in the future. Find out, you know, because look, we're telling time by him. Mm-hmm. Well, he must be pretty great. If we're telling time by this one Jesus of Nazareth, yeah. But my deal is the Bible will tell you, okay, always be prepared to tell people about the great hope you have in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, and, and look, if if you're without hope, you got a rough, tough road ahead of you, hmm. dude, mm-hmm. or woman. If you don't have no hope about what you know, what your life, you know, you got a tough place. You're in a tough place. Yeah, well, it was in cool, like you said. Like, so I always go back to that thought a lot. Like, the fact that we tell time by Jesus. Like, it's 2022 almost because of year of our Lord. That, but even the idea that like we're telling time off of one man who was actually only known for three years. So it's like, it's not like he was, you know, he lived to be a hundred and all these different things, but the, you, you brought up the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all those gospels are the account of his life. And it's only a three year time span. He died when he was 33 and he was only known for three years. So the whole course of history is changed by one man who people only knew him for three years. It's pretty mind-blowing yeah. when you think about he it. He must have been something special. He must yeah. have been something yeah. pretty special. Yeah, you might need to read, <laughs> okay, because, you know, in the ben- the first word in the Bible is, is Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. You know, well, if, that, if that's true, you might want to read the other 65 books in the Bible and find out a little more about, like you said, if we're telling time about him, it had to be something special about him. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I was going, go with the first four Gospels, and they, that will tell you who he is, what he's done, what he's done in the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And what he, 
what he, who he is, what he's doing, and what he will do is pretty amazing when you read about it. Yeah. If you yeah. believe that first verse. Yeah, if you believe the first one, you need to read the rest of it. There you go. And get yeah. Hey, it's like Paul Harvey. Now, here's the rest of the story. And the end of this thing is, okay, hey, they nailed him. Hey, he become flesh for one reason. So the human race could put their hands on him and kill him. Because that was the plan that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit had before the creation of the world. Okay? The cross couldn't hold him. They nailed him to a piece of wood that he created, a tree. Okay? The cross couldn't hold him. They took him down and put him in a tomb. They buried him. Okay? The... The tomb couldn't hold him. He rose from the dead, okay? Now, you're talking about some power, mm-hmm. okay? He was dead. All of his followers, they scattered like a covey of quail, okay? Mm-hmm. But he rose from the dead, and he was appeared to over 500 people that witnessed his resurrection, okay? And a few of them watched him bodily, mm-hmm. flesh and blood, Send to extend to heaven back to the Father. He mm-hmm. sit down, and guess what he's sitting down beside the Father for? Every time I mess up, and I do a lot, I've got to look up and say, yeah, Lord, it's me again. And yeah, I'm stupid as, you know, I ain't got a lick of sense because I did it again. Yeah. All he does is he just looks at the Father and says, hey, put that on my tab. Put that on at the bottom of the cross. Mm-hmm. That's why I died. To take care of his problem. Yeah. My sin problem, my grave problem. Okay, that's why I said, hey, the word starts with an H. O-P-E. I have great hope. That's what gives me the courage to go on. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've got something better waiting for me. Yeah. One of these days, Sal Robertson is going to fly. And I ain't going to need a plane, a helicopter, a jetpack, or none of that. <laughs> I'm going to fly on Jesus' power. Yeah. Well, and that's what's so beautiful about about Christianity is that idea of like every other religion besides the one we believe in, it's us trying to get to God. And, you know, with Jesus, Christianity is the only religion where God came down to meet us. And just that relationship aspect. And like you said, the death, burial, and resurrection, that's the gospel. That's what Paul preaches in 1 Corinthians 15. And he says that, you know... um, that we're saved if we be- if if we believe that if we hold firmly to it otherwise we believed in vain, and just to encourage you listening you know if you are skeptical about you know the Bible or Jesus or you know God or all these things that we believe um, like 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 so I said just go read it and you know pray that the Lord would speak to you because that's what He did for all of us um, and it wasn't until I actually fully believed it that my life changed you know I went to church I did all all those things but. My, the fruits of my life did not reflect the life that he was calling me to live. And um, I mean, it's scandalous. Yeah, he came and died on a cross. Romans 3 says that we've all sinned and fallen short. Uh, he's the only person who was ever perfect to live. And um, if we believe it, if we obey it, and if we put our trust in it, then we believe that we'll have eternal life. I like Phil, what Phil always tells him. He said, hey, here's the deal. I just preached the gospel to you, okay? Jesus is best. Death, burial, and resurrection. Okay. If you've got a better story, I'm all ears. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh-huh. If you can beat the story I just shared with you, okay, because I'm I'm promised that he'll raise me from the dead. 
Okay. And number one, hey, God can't lie. He don't lie. Yeah. Well, I believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm going to stand on. I'm going to go out of here. When you throw dirt in my face, last thing you hear before I die is, hey, Jesus is who he said he was. and He's done what he said he's done. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like like people saying it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's a harsh thing to say, but it's that idea of like, if we're wrong, then, you know, we loved our neighbor. We were good husbands and good fathers. And we, you know, lived a life where on paper you could say we were good people. Yeah. And we get to go to heaven. But if we're wrong, then, you know, that's what I just said. If we're wrong, then we did all those things. But if if on the on the other side of the coin, if you don't believe it, and if you're wrong, then, you know, there's a lot of... Yeah, you're like you're like uh, Rover. You're dead over all over, and that's the end of it. Yeah. You know, I like the idea about, hey, I got, you know, like a Jim Carrey. Tell me, well, hey, you going to go out with me? And she said, uh, you know, and he said, you know, well, what's the percentage? She said, oh. You know, he said, one in a hundred. You're talking she about said, Ace no. Ventura? Yeah. Pet yeah. Detective? Yeah. Tell me, no, more like one in a million. <laughs> now you're talking about Dumb and Dumber. Dumb yeah. and Dumber, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he says, hey, Same thing. one in a million. He said, then you're saying there is a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, hey, I'm going to go with, okay, hey, with Jesus, there is a chance. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take the chance, okay, because, hey, I don't want to die and stay in the ground. Yeah. I like the idea about, okay, hey, he's going to raise me from the dead, then I'm going to become an interlet. Tell us a stellar, you know, the interplanet traveler. Because I'm going to go look at all all the wonderful stuff he's created. Because we want to see a small portion of it. I hope I, I hope we get to do that. I hope we get to go see yeah, all, I'm all the planets. I don't know what we're going to do, but I want to be there to do it, okay? You just want to be flying through space. Yeah, I, I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, each guest on the podcast gives... Um, you know, presents two challenges for us to kind of go out and do during the week, a physical challenge and a spiritual challenge. So, Jay, I want to ask you to give us the physical challenge, and Cy, I want to ask you to give us the, the spiritual challenge. Right, I'm going to keep it real simple for you. Make yourself sweat every day. That's it. I like you do that. that, you'll be in shape. There you go. And I, I just watched Toby Keith, okay? He's a singer, country singer. And he said, hey, Dan, rather asked him a question. He said, well, here's the deal. You know, I'm from Oklahoma. He said, I worked in the oil field. He said, uh, you know, you might, you might do a lot of things better than me, but you're not going to outwork me. And that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we've got the United States of America. We've got lazy. We won't work. Okay, but now for I the spiritual. Why. Yeah, now for the spiritual <laughs> challenge. Okay. You know, the Bible says this. God only really gives us two commandments. First of all, he says, hey, you need to love me with everything in you, with your heart, your mind, your soul. Give me everything you've got loving me. Then turn it around, okay? You're looking up to me and love me with everything you've got. Now turn that around and go ver- uh, horizontal. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you got to think about that, okay? If I loved everyone I had to come in contact with as much as I love myself, because trust me when it comes down to it, I love me. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do, uh, you know, if I'm smart, I won't harm myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't been too smart because I did, okay? I smoked. That's harming myself. 
Okay, but that's what I would give you a, a spiritual challenge. Love the one that created everything. Love his son, okay, the savior of mankind and the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the three. If you ask me who I'll run with, that's who I'm going to run with. Okay, I hope you know. With. I hope that when people said, "Hey, what about old Sir Robson? What? Yeah, he run with the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's who he run with." Now, if you if you see him on the earth actually running, then you shoot whatever's behind him. <laughs> that's right, chasing. That's right. You old load your gun and kill what's chasing me. <laughs> I love that. Well, those are those those are two great challenges for us to go out and do this week. And going back to Jay's challenge. That does not mean you can go sit in a sauna. That that that's no. the that's the one thing that we're excluding from going to sweat. Do something physical. You can't go sit yeah. in a Make sauna. Yourself you, hey, he said the magic word. You've yeah. got to do something that makes you sweat. There you go. Okay. There you go. And then go shower. Toby yeah. Keith said the same thing. Work. If you work, you sweat. There you go. Well, I'm so Toby <laughs> Keith. <laughs> you got to get loved, Toby Keith on here. I loved having Jay and Cy on the podcast today. So. Um, excited for this episode to come out and thank y'all so much for being on the 4 Been a pleasure. Podcast. Been a pleasure, sir.